What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. I had to talk about it. You can't go far nowadays without the doom and gloom around AI and, of course, all the excitement around it. We're now completely in a different world. And like with most new technology, there are those who are conservative and apprehensive about the change technology brings forward, and there are those who adopt it. It's a natural thing, I would assume, to be a little bit nervous about it in the beginning, I would imagine. From the internet to phones to every little nuanced thing in the middle, there has always been people on both sides. Those who adopt early and fast, those who that react and follow suit soon after, those that stay reluctant and eventually are either forced to adapt or the other ones that are left behind and decay. That's the reality. Whether you like it or not, it's here to stay. AI or any of the new technologies. Did the phones ever go away? Does the social media ever go away? The question is, where do you stand when it's here? Will it replace you? Will you become obsolete? Or will you adapt? There are a lot of different directions I can take this conversation as to what the problems with AI could be or what radical shift is about to bring to most aspects of life. I can go into the paperclip problem, how it might consider us material to create something better and destroy us altogether. Or I can talk about how AI... We'll have ethics and governance and alignment issues based on the issues inherent in our own nature that will show up in the code. What I want to talk about is how everyone keeps saying AI will result in a loss of jobs and how it will replace us. And although I may not fall into the early adopter crowd in my older age, or at least I'm not as enthusiastic as the early adopters, I'm still not too slow or too far behind to adopt new things or try new ways of doing something to optimize life. This might give me a slight bias when I say what I'm going to say, but I don't ever look at technology and think that it's ever going to be better at humaning than humans. And sure, it might create extra capacity and increase productivity and create more abundance, which would seem like Less people would be needed. But we forget that abundance leads to expansion in which people are still required. I truly believe if you are worried about AI replacing you, you are not being human enough. And there are certain aspects of human physiology that will not be replaced no matter how much a machine can try and emulate our emotional tonality. And yes, I've seen the articles about people marrying their replica AI avatars. And although I think having a text relationship might get you some of the way into intimacy that you're looking for, we're still a long ways away from humans being humans for other humans. And that goes into every professional realm for me. If you are a lawyer or a doctor or even a machine worker... What will be replaced first are the most replicable parts of your jobs. And guess what? They should be. It's better for everybody. 
it reduces error, serves people better, faster, and frees you up to do better things. And that better is the human part. That's the human part, the better things. And it will be the human aspect of you that will make the difference. For a doctor, it's putting more care into the cure. For lawyers, it could be the client management, which often gets ignored. And even in the machine worker, it frees them up for enhancements and efficiency. You can never replace a salesman. No matter how many ads to cart websites you put up, there are some purchases that are an experience altogether. And the job of the salesperson is to experience that with you and be there to guide you. Guide the human emotions in you as you make this purchase. Most salesmen are really just therapists. They're really there to experience it with you. And until the one entity speaking to the other understands the subjective experience of being human, I don't believe we can be replaced. Now, I may be wrong, but it does make me think of a distinction in how we view ourselves that I heard on Lex Friedman's podcast with Max Tegmark. He said, we have always seen ourselves as homo sapiens sapiens, creatures of the highest intelligence. And we have used this intelligence as a way of justifying having domain over those creatures that we deem are not as intelligent. So we have used our intelligent status to justify hunting, raising, farming, and eating the meat of other animals. And controlling nature the way that we do. And ripping apart trees. And if we go by that definition... We are soon in trouble against the higher intelligence of AI. So should AI draw the same conclusion as we did about using intelligence as a justification to consider the animals edible, where would that leave us when we're no longer the most intelligent in the face of AI? Are we just meat? So he argued that it would be wiser if we started to look at ourselves as homo sentience, the sentience in our being, the subjective, unique experience in our being that sets us apart. But then he says, if we then graduate ourselves to consider the sentient nature of our being as a way to justify our protection against a now more sapient being, then does not the sentience of a cow matter just as much? Do they not have their own subjective experience that we must pay respect to? And he put it much more beautifully than this, so I would go watch the episode. But the point built into this is the same as mine. Our subjective experience cannot be replaced. Not by AI. It will have its own experience. Not even by another human being. Our experience cannot even be replaced by one other human being. We can relate on what it's like to be human. But that's the thing about subjectivity. And that's the most beautiful part of what makes you who you are. The uniqueness of your experience that makes you that. No one else can make the art that you can. No one else sees the world exactly with the same unique tilt and focus that you do. No one else can structure sentences to put things together and formulate them and think about them and synthesize them the way that you do. Because of your experience. How can that be replaced? 
Now, is AI coming for some jobs? Yeah, as it should. I totally believe in the expansion of moving things forward. Current skills need to be adapted to the new world. They need to learn new skills or you keep the world behind. And trust me, I have clear examples around me of what it's like to witness a country purposely slow down to keep pace for its people that it has no idea how else to provide for. So they let them do jobs that should be done by machines. That is also not the world that you want to live in. You want jobs to be replaced. But people that learn how to use AI as a tool will be far ahead of people who do not adopt and adapt. So yes, you have to upgrade your software and upgrade your skills. But that does not mean there will be no place for you. But the place you imagine will be quite different. Right now I heard most people have to have flexibility in any of the plans they are building towards. Because about every three years we will see grand shifts in how things are done. So you have to have flexibility in all of your approaches. If there was ever a time to stop being rigid, it is now. What you think you brought to the table before might not be what you need to bring tomorrow. That's just the reality. But again, you won't be rewarded for what you know. You will be rewarded for how you execute on what you know through the filter of your unique experiences. That subjectivity is what will set everything apart. It's like IQ being a differentiator at first in life. When, yes, you're the smartest person in the room, so you automatically are set apart. But once you have had that high IQ for a while, and that high IQ has found you in a room full of high IQs, in an Ivy League school, in a profession that you are surrounded by nothing but intelligent people, the differentiator now in that room is no longer the IQ. It's another factor that makes the leader. And some people say that's EQ, your emotional quotient, which, again, is the subjectivity of your humanness. That's what makes a leader. Everyone now having access to these same tools flattens the curve of technical advantage. Everybody has ChatGPT. It will now come right back down to the creative ability and the innovative approach of the person using it. What's more human than that? In a world of the commoditization of knowledge, it will not matter what you know. It already doesn't. We will not be rewarded for what is in our minds. In this new world, we will be rewarded for what's in our hearts. I love you, family. Stay true, always. See you on the next show.